So welcome to this week's edition of the Retech Podcast. My guest this week is Gary Tadsall. Now, formerly the Asset Protection and Risk Management Director at Jack Wills, Gary is now the Managing Director of Europe for Chainlane, formerly Aura Keeper. More on that in a moment. But Chainlane is a data platform granting visibility across the supply chain. Bringing a wealth of experience from the retail sector, Jack Wills, he led the loss prevention, brand protection, inventory control, and health and safety teams responsible for introducing numerous policies and procedures at Jack Wills to reduce loss, mitigate risk globally. But perhaps most notably, Gary was the strategic lead behind Jack Wills' RFID implementation programme, which must have been one of the first and early ones, wasn't it? And so welcome, Gary. Thank you. Lovely introduction as always, Paul. So, um, well, the, the thing is, you are one of those people, if you go to LinkedIn or Google you, you end up with pages after pages of things that you have done and achieved. There's even some nice comments on there from former co-workers. So you have to pick and choose what what, what to go for. But um, yeah, um, and, and actually the interesting thing, the RFID implementation, that really was quite visionary and, and right at, at the early stages. Now it's kind of people playing catch up. But that was that was proper cutting edge stuff, wasn't it? Do you know, it was one of the most enjoyable projects I deployed uh, with okay. my time in retail. Uh, and I think I've achieved quite a lot from my days way back in Wilkinson's to going right through doing my master's, really understanding risk and understanding things that can, can help retail. But RFID, without a doubt, was the one that uh, touched every uh, department within the organisation and growth efficiencies right across the business and you, you, you're right when I started playing with it and I you know I'll age myself I guess but we started sort of playing with it 10 years ago wow. um, I, I literally was stood in the middle of a store with a, with a, a sled and with some tags going does this technology work and uh, you know sort of waving a gun round and going wow you know numbers going up really really fast um, and so, yes, it, it was, uh, we, you know, we've moved on. I think everybody understands the benefits now. And that really is what I'm sure we'll talk about is, is also the evolution of Chainlane from RF Keeper, you know, a business that was born with RFID to the evolution of a data platform that can help drive those visibilities throughout the whole supply chain, helping retailers, manufacturers to understand their blind spots to really, really help them improve their businesses uh, and so for me I'm equally as excited to where we are today to where I was 10 years ago stood in the middle of a small store watching these numbers mm. rack up on a, on a handheld thinking so what what does this actually mean to me so yeah a, a massive evolution where we are it's interesting the things that get us excited isn't it looking at uh, handhelds in the middle of stores well, I'm with you so look tell me a little bit more about chain lane you just alluded to the fact that uh, you've moved from RF Keeper. So explain a little bit about that and then Chainlane as a business at the moment, what the offerings evolved to, where you sit in it. Just assume we know nothing. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um, it's an exciting one. So um, RF Keeper was a business that was born to provide RFID solutions for fashion retailers. Um, and then during the pandemic, our business started to evolve. It had to. We couldn't just have all our eggs in one basket, uh, facing into the, the, you know, the difficult economics you know, environment that we were in because of COVID. We had to diversify. And part of, that, part of that process was identifying new verticals that we could operate in. Um, so moving into food and beverages, moving into manufacturing, 
uh, and moving into all of these different verticals um, that um, were, again, the, the same principle is, is drive or exposing the supply chain to drive efficiencies. But more than that, we, we, we are a business evolved from just utilizing RFID to realizing, well, we can be a data lake that takes information. It doesn't matter how we capture that, that information, whether that's through Bluetooth, whether that's through barcodes, whether that's through RFID. Yes, we'll take that information from the retailer, help them understand it, because there's so much data out there. The retailers, manufacturers become enriched with data. They become overwhelmed with data that they actually can't see the wood for the trees. So our job is to take that information, to process it for them, and then to return it to them in a way that they can, I keep talking about driving efficiencies, but so that they can drive efficiencies. So we can empower those organizations to be innovative with their own data, to help them grow, but do it in a way that's sustainable as well. So again, tagging for the future, tagging for sustainability. So it's, I can hear myself getting, it's overly excited about it because I am so passionate about it. But again, you know, the, the rewards of showing a business what information they have to them or, or available to them and giving it to them in a way that they can use it so that they can become more profitable is a really, really exciting proposition. for me. So uh, yeah. I, I'm just really, really enjoying the way the business is moving at the moment. And, and I think you make a really valid point. I think one of the biggest dangers for me, for retailers at the moment, is they've got this vast uh, lake of information. And if you focus on the wrong bit of the lake and digest the wrong bit of the information, you can spend a huge amount of you know, resources financially and a huge amount of time uh, people-wise looking at the data, but you're missing, there's never a silver bullet, but you're missing the bit you need to need to focus on. And I guess... You know, people like Chain Laner, because you work with multiple clients, you know which bit to go fishing in and, and what to do with that. So, uh, you know, I guess that's the, the the advantage. And with you being retailer side as well, um, you can then apply that. Is that relevant? Is that not relevant? So are you like the kid in the sweet shop every time you bounce into a new trial or, or customer? You know, absolutely. And people always ask me, do I, do I miss retail? <clears throat> and you know, working on the dark side, as we call it now. Yeah, I, I do miss being in a retail environment, but I'm really, really fortunate that through our partner network and the people that we work with, I have direct access to so many retailers. Every day is like a new, a new day at work for me. Mm. When I'm going into those organizations, and some of the things are glaringly obvious, they jump out at me and I can immediately give benefits to those retailers in, in quick time. But um, for sure, Every time I walk in there, there is so much to touch. There is so much to give to these organizations and that it makes every day really, really exciting. And it sounds a little bit corny, doesn't it, when I'm just thinking about what I'm saying? But it truly is really exciting and rewarding um, when, when you're walking into those environments. Yeah, you're, you're, you're probably as irritating as me. I go into a store and see something mismerchandised or a tag in the wrong place or a tag that you can lift off. I take photos and then just text them to the, the relevant people going, eh. <laughs> I've yet to, but maybe they'll go in a chapter or two of the book at one point. So I resist putting them on LinkedIn as well for, for the most part, but yeah, it is like that. So look, you've, you've got this retail background, just, just indulge uh, me and, and the audience a little bit. Um, the career, um, what, what way back when, what was the, 
you know, RFID wasn't a thing to dream about when young Gary was staring out of the, the, the classroom uh, at school. Just just take me through the journey. Waypoints on a couple of those retailers through to where you are today. Yeah, I guess it's been quite an interesting journey. Uh, yeah, if I was sat gazing out the window at school, um, I wasn't, you know, an academic at school. Schooling was the wrong time for me. It was all about, you know, I've heard many other people on these podcasts say the same. It was all about sport. You know, how can I get into my PE lesson? It was all about rugby. It was all about uh, that those activities as opposed to sat behind a desk. Um, and I am, you know, t- still today that, that hands-on guy as opposed to just... Uh, you know, that, that academic, I've proven I've got the academic brain as well, but I, I still enjoy the hands-on. So, yeah, as, at school, um, well, they say not, not academic. I, I wanted to be a teacher um, initially. I guess if you look right back at it, it was being a PE teacher. Um, but very quickly, uh, and there was, there was a change. It was quite late. It was, uh, I decided that I'd become a police officer. Um, a little bit random, a little bit different to a teacher and very different to what I'm doing today, but I guess a lot of synergies. Um, so joined the police force. I did 12 years there doing uh, many different roles from dog handler, specialist firearms, stints in CID, um, all very exciting. Um, and then decided it was time for a change before I got sucked into the pensions and I, and I wouldn't have been able to leave the police force. So uh, moved over to Wilkinson's and became a loss prevention manager there to learn my trade, really getting in to understand the typology of loss. Um, and I'm really grateful for those days, really, really understanding what loss is. Um, and I think that's still a journey that and things I can help retailers when I'm in there talking now, understanding about what shrink is. It's amazing how many people truly don't understand shrink or people measure shrink in different ways. And we need a common way of measuring it so that we can identify the failures within retailers to help drive those efficiencies that I keep talking about. Um, it's all about, yes, protecting the bottom line, but what we've got to ultimately do uh, as all retailers manufacturing, it doesn't matter what industry it is, it's about driving sales. Um, from Wilco's, um, I had a, a great time there, some good mentors, some people that are still knocking around, your Cole Jordans uh, at Powell's, uh, but then even other other people, you know, like your, your Jason Triggs, all people that were, you know, been influential in my uh, in, in in my career. Um, and then moving over to Jack Wills, um, where I became the, the director of asset protection and risk management, a very very broad role um, there, uh, and a very very exciting one. And as we've already touched on, um, that's where I, I deployed RFID, but also transformed the way that organization, a very entrepreneurial business, um, spoke about shrink, the way they dealt with shrink, to really understand that it shouldn't be a negative conversation. Uh, I think it, it, there's a thing in retail of it, it's, a, it's almost a dirty part of the business. Nobody wants to talk about it, but actually if we can embrace it and we can take the businesses on the right journey, then it's a really beneficial part of any organization, as I said, to, help protect that bottom line, but ultimately driving sales through the organization. Um, and, um, and from there, yeah, in 2020, joining um, RF Keeper and quickly transitioning uh, into Chainlane, um, where the business has evolved uh, immensely. And, and now I'm busy building uh, a partner network. So some of those, those, those people that I've met over the years, that I've met at your show that we see standing on, on the stands, now I'm able to tap into those, the likes of retail asset solutions, 
your Yasatos, your Denzos. These are people that are really, really important to us now. Uh, but even reaching further afield um, into, into Turkey uh, and really looking into the manufacturing world and partnering with people like Able and Peak Technologies as we too look to go in to America. So a real evolution of Gary Tattersall uh, uh, from those days uh, of looking, am I going to be a teacher to am I going to be a, a policeman to uh, here I am. Uh, and I don't think at any point I, I really had a, a plan of where <laughs> I'm going to be in five years. Um, and that's what's super exciting uh, that uh, and, you know, within this current role, the destiny truly is mine. Uh, and where do I want to be and how do I want to help shape this business? to take it into new directions. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate. Yeah, a, a lot of feathers in the cap. And I have to say, um, certainly when you're at Jack Wills, it felt as if you had you know, paid enough attention, uh, learned enough, implemented it internally successfully. And I have to call you out with a you know, sort of congratulations, if you like. You were very good at then sharing and developing the industry as a whole. Once you sort of had got, if you like, your house in order, and there's always new people coming into the business and the whole risk landscapes become quite collaborative, certainly within the UK and lots of parts of Europe. And it's expanding around the world. And you were always there ready to share, talk to people in, in other retail businesses. So uh, uh, and we were saying just before we came on air, um, I think you've you've transitioned to the, the dark side, the vendor community, but you've still got that level of credibility as somebody you can pick the phone up to talk to understands the landscape so yeah i'm pleased to see that uh chain lane now as they are haven't beaten that out of you so long may it continue <laughs> thank you that's a nice compliment you know and it's really important to me when i look back at my career that you do have those people to reach out to yourself uh, and i think crumbs you know again we're talking about age but i remember the first time stepping onto a stage for you guys and you know i've had the pleasure of uh, of presenting a number of times and hosting rooms for you and it's all part of your development but that collaboration piece is key and I think sometimes we all see ourselves as uh, wanting to keep the information internally because that's power I would much rather share everything that I've got uh, and then one day when I knock on someone else's door hopefully they're there to support yeah. me as well uh, and together we've all got the same common goal uh, you know, we want to protect our businesses. We want to add and give benefit to those businesses so that every, you know, so that they're profitable. So yeah. We can do that sharing. Well, I mean, let's be honest. The uh, the bad guys and girls share at the speed of light uh, without uh, sure. consideration. So yeah, we we need to do as well. So look, just going back to to chain lane as a business. Yeah. Why do you think? What would you say retailers need to talk to you about? Why should they uh, check back in with Gary? And what sort of results and returns do you think existing clients are, are getting from working with you other than just you know your thoroughly nice face on the end of a zoom or uh, or meeting but you know why, why should people nice. talk to you guys there's other businesses out there that are doing the same things as us um but chain lane really does offer um a lot of special uh, specialism so we've taken retail specialists we've taken logistics specialists manufacturing specialists so we're not just coming from a point of uh, having a product and, and trying to sell it. This is something that we truly, truly believe in. And it's the added benefit that we can bring around our solution, the benefit that we can bring to those organizations. And I believe that's why we've been so successful. We were going in there and, and talking from a, a point of 
authority. I've got first-hand experience when I'm talking about retail. When I'm stood in front of JCB, I have a specialist with me that knows that business inside out. And so can talk about work in progress, can talk about the, the benefit. So yes, we can stand up and say, hey, we can bring you one to 7% increase in sales or, or two to 7% increase in sales. We can give you an 80% uh, re reduction in labor costs, 50% reduction in shrink. Anyone can talk about these numbers. It's how do we do it? It's understanding what causes shrink. It's understanding in the fashion retail that your file accuracy depreciates by 2% per week. That means that twice a year, you're 60% accurate, or more importantly, 40% inaccurate. When we're on the production line for a manufacturer, we're talking about a chassis going down the, the, the track, making sure that the window comes at the right time, but understanding that if that production line stops, that's a thousand pounds a minute. So we're constantly working with each individual uh, uh, customer to really understand what their pain points are so that we can set ourselves KPIs to make sure that we're delivering to those customers. And we're doing it in a way of, a, you know, and I really do take that compliment that, that you provided that it's not about a hard sales pitch. I don't have to be out there trying to really hammer home because we'll give you the value and we believe our customers truly see the value of what chain lane means. Yeah. So it, it's all about fast and accurate shipping validation, reducing times, enhancing the end-to-end -end sustainability for those customers. It's all of the fringe benefits as well as the really obvious benefits. So, you know, and, and for me, when we can start talking about efficient omni-channel, when we can start moving people from being a multi-channel to being an omni-channel to now even talking about endless aisle. Now we're getting really, really exciting uh, conversations for those retailers. So for me, it is about the, the specialism, but it, it's about the added benefits that we want to give you. So I'm not interested in just trying to sell my solution and walking away. It really has to be selling my solution so that I can drive efficiencies throughout your organization. And it doesn't matter what that organization or that vertical is. It, 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 we just, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to you with the, the remit and the, and the, and the scope. Um, I've got to ask, what on earth does your day-to-day -day look like oh. with that? So <laughs> the face says, it'll, when you opened up the laptop this morning, yesterday, you know, I mean, where, where do you start each day? What, what, what does each day look like? It's, uh, it, it's, it's one of those businesses where you are on your toes all the time because you're, you're not only trying to be proactive, but you're also being reactive with regards to your customers, ensuring that the, uh, our offering is still right, always making tweaks to our customers so that they have the latest information. Um, so at the moment, big recruitment drive. So I'm out there trying to, trying to recruit people. Um, we're out there trying to make enhancements to our solution. We're just going through a massive rebranding piece at the moment, along with the name, new literature. Um, but most importantly, it's about the growth of the business. So for me, and I think I rattled off a, a few of our, our close relationships, but it really is developing our partner network uh, and showing the value to our partners so our partners have the confidence to go out and sell the chain lane product um, so that they can provide further enhancements to their existing customers. So a lot of, uh, uh, of my time at the moment is about relationship building. It's about making sure that we 
have the right policies, the right procedures, the right infrastructure to support the growth of this business as, as we look to expand into new territories. So, so that was going to be, and maybe there's nothing left, but I was to say, what are the goals for 2023 for you guys? But when you take on recruitment, rebranding, partnerships, growth, new territories, is there any more on the uh, on the post-it notes stuck on the corner of the know, desk to achieve for this year? As you play it back, I now understand why I'm so tired. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's really now it's about bringing stability to the business. It's about making sure that we have the foundations right. It's like building a house and we've got those foundations right now. And it's about uh, continuing to build um, and grow the business um, at the right pace. Mm. So, yeah, I've certainly got your hands full. And, and, you know, tapping into your experience, you know, you've been around retail for a long, long time. What's your gut feeling around the next 12, 18 months? Are you optimistic? Do you think there's still challenging times? You know, recently the UK Chancellor was saying that uh, we're probably going to, avoid recession despite the the doom and gloom that was going about which is great news but from your perspective you look out across the retail landscape what was your take yeah i still think we've got challenging times ahead um it, it's you only have to turn on the news now and, and hear the struggles that people are facing um from child care to putting food on the table and there, there's some real issues out there um and so we we as a, as a country, we've got challenges that we still need to get through. And, and that was one of the reasons why we moved away from just focusing on retail and that we needed to diversify. Um, but I'm optimistic that within the retail space that things will start to come good. Um, and I think we're seeing more and more people um, out on the high streets. And there are conflicting reports, but you know we are seeing some, some reports of saying footfalls up and spends up in, in different parts of, of the country, which is really really positive um but yeah without a doubt challenging times ahead that um, as a country we need to work through together yeah i, I think you're right but uh, you know i've got you know i'm optimistic yeah retail is a very resilient business there's people like yourselves and you know elsewhere other vendors that are being innovative providing retailers with opportunities to maximize the customer experience so yeah i think you're right challenging times but you know you got you got to be positive haven't you you have and and i think that's the the you know when you talk about the the day-to-day -day and you talk about what makes me excited it, it's solutions like chain lane that will help those businesses to be innovative mm. it help those businesses to understand where their stock is making sure it's in the right place at the right time so that we are giving them every opportunity mm. to maximize their own opportunities mm. um and i feel very fortunate to be in a position to to help my customers to do that yeah it's very rewarding yeah and long way and you can tell that by talking to you there's a there's a bounce in the in the proverbial step so uh yeah <laughs> long may it continue um garrett it's always an absolute pleasure i love catching up with you hearing what's going on um, the very best of luck with one of the longest to-do lists uh, of anybody i've spoken to recently for the rest <laughs> of the year and getting through that uh but for now thank you very much for giving us a, a run through and catching up and hopefully I'll see you in person at some point in the near future. Thank you very much.